Broken hearts, eh? Yeah. Think I'd rather be punched in the face. <laughs> Hi, my name's Vaya, and um, two weeks ago I drank two vodka lemonades and then I recorded a Neighbours podcast. Hi, Hi Vaya. So you're 13 days sober? Yeah. You're welcome here at Everything's Anonymous. I really appreciate that. All right, let's hear from Sonia. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbours. CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We chat about the most recent episodes of the Aussie soap opera Neighbours here in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios on the road today in the mobile Pirate Net Studios at the Erinsborough Motel. Oh man. Yeah, the flame tray though. Like you got a bit of flame tray action here. And all the flame trees will blind the weary driver. Look, I just don't try the water. <laughs> I'm not going to. I am Vaya. I have Kate here. Hi. CJ as well. Hello. We are not drinking the water. We're drinking Kirk's sugar-free lemon. Vaya, you're really going to line up some sponsorship deal from Kirk's. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never had it and it's delicious. Well, your husband, Kate, put a lovely display together for us for our snacks and beverages. Think, is that what compelled you to try yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, you know, look, if a man gets me a drink... <laughs> I'll drink it. I'll pop a photo of that on our Facebook Come on, council. Australia's cheapest soft drink brand. Come and, come and sponsor us. I don't know if they've got that kind of sponsorship money with the prices we're paying for these drinks. I'll tell you what, when I was like 18 and spending a lot of time on a grassy knoll, as one would say on a Clueless, um, I used to buy, you know, a, a two-litre bottle of this kind of stuff and we'd all drink it, like all share it together. Teenagers horrendous. Yeah. Is, are you talking about cask wine or something? Or? <laughs> no, no, soft drink. Soft drink. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Creamy soda was my drink of choice. The mm. brown one, though, not the red one. Brown sounds awful. Hi, welcome yes. to Australia. And <laughs> and as you heard by that snippet from Everything's Anonymous, uh, last episode that we aired was Nay Buzzed, the drunk episode. And now we're all... Vaya is still coming out of her fog. Yeah, we're all on the straight and narrow now. Do you know what I don't recommend after a drunk podcast? A hungover edit. That yeah. not as enjoyable. Big thanks to Charisma and Joe for participating in that. Joe's horrified by the amount of content I left in. And I said to her, mate, what did you expect me to cut out of a drunk episode? Yeah. When I was hungover. Wall to wall gold. Speaking of the Neighbours Council Facebook group, an item of Neighbours Council business that I wanted to quickly mention is that there's this new little aspect of it that I'm loving. And it's the intro message that people type to me when I make them answer a question to join the Facebook group. Oh, yeah. The are you a robot question. Yeah. So I just just plugged in this question, where do you listen to podcasts? Mm -hmm. Just for some data collection. In my ears, Vaya. In my ears. (laughs) Yeah, some smartasses write that. However, a lot of the time, people just write really interesting little life tidbits in there, like this one from Megan, who says, on Spotify, while I'm doing my dishes by hand, despite having a dishwasher. Right. Mm. So It says so much about Megan. Does she like the warm water? I don't know. That's, I, I want to know, Megan. Well, I, as a, I, dishes is my favourite chore mm-hmm. and we have a dishwasher and I do love the sensation of the warm soapy water on my hands. Kate's looking like me like she's going to. Oh, well, that's because you have a dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't have a dishwasher, it's not mm. your favourite chore. <laughs> my favourite chore is sitting. I basically only have one bit of housework that I get a degree of satisfaction washing out of. Washing the clothes. Washing the clothes, yeah. Because yeah. I'm very particular. I get a lot of pleasure out of not leaving them for three months before I wash them. Like yeah. I feel like I'm super organised if I wash things. Yeah. So if you haven't yet joined the Neighbours Council, look it up on Facebook and put a little tidbit in there for me to delight me when you join. Yeah. And we're approaching our 100th episode and in and around that time, I'm planning some sort of celebratory event that uh, doesn't exist yet but will. And I think Neighbours Council is probably the best place where I'm going to put information about that when Mm -hmm. I decide what it is. Or if people have ideas or something. Yeah, well, no, the the idea is fully formed in my head. Mm -hmm. I just have to see if I can execute it. But I think it's going to be a little live pod. Yeah. Oh, that sounds exciting. I don't think I've asked you guys yet, but do you want to, can you do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you've asked me. It's okay. But That sounds good. um, I think it sounds great. So I think everyone from England should book their tickets. (laughs) Yeah, that's my main worry because... Most of our audience, statistically, yeah. is overseas. Well, I Facebook guess it'll live. be live streamed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. Do it a live stream. And then they'll stream. be going, 
Jeez, I talk a lot of crap beforehand. <laughs> yeah. We know how Kate Stain removes her daughter's kinder clothes. Hey, I dropped some top tips and if you'd like to hear them, just tweet me. <laughs> On Kate's Fabric Podcast. <laughs> That's Those are the main items of council business, except that, Kate, I think we're just going to drop in a little bit of a, um, a special segment here. Uh, we're going to debut it, if you will. It's, um, it's Kate's Plant Rant. Give me a home among the gum trees with lots of plum trees. A sheep, a two, a kangaroo, a clothesline out the back, veranda out the front, and an old rocking chair. Bum, bum. <laughs> okay. Actually, I think I should turn the lights on here so you guys can witness the plant I'm talking about. Okay, so old mate Cassius, right? New character to the street. He's a go-getter. He's trying to make his way in the world. He needs to get a job in back in rough trade, wherever he, wherever he really came from, because that man is not a gardener. He has used his physique as marketing. Yes. Look, hey, I'm down with that. He's much like, what was it, Courtney? Courtney. Yeah. She embraced her own assets mm-hmm. and promoted them. And He said this week he's a backyard guy, and that's true. Mm. He should team up with Erotic Cleaning Pimp. Oh my god! Erotic gardening pimp. Yes. <laughs> Could you imagine if he came to your house and cleaned it? Like, well, I'm not so for the garden stuff because I don't really care what happens outside. I've got no. a few weeds that need pulling, but that's about it. <laughs> well, don't we all? Cassius, right. <laughs> Cassius got on my wrong side when he was trimming Sheila's potostrum. Oh, I have a potostrum. I feel yeah. like you've pointed it out to me before. Yes. And I've won. And it's, it's okay. A, it's a great hedging plant. Now, yeah, here's, the floor is yours, Kate, because okay, you've been so, talking our ears off about this bloody whatever it's called. Look, I'm trying to work out how you describe how to trim a hedge, but basically you put the blades flat against the surface you're trying to create. So imagine like a square <laughs> hedge. You, 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 you don't hack your blades into it everyone, randomly. Is everyone else picturing a bikini line? I hope everyone can. <laughs> But, well, okay, well, just say you're trimming your nether regions, right? You don't yep. point the point of your scissors into your flesh. You do it kind of like the, you, well, you have depends, the blades it parallel to your flesh. As Jelly would say, it depends what your, your kink is. Oh. Our, our friend of the show, Jelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She would say you've got a kink for this, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, some yeah. people might point the... the this is the, taking a dark turn. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway. What's your problem with the pit, pit, how do you say it? Potostrum. Potostrum. It is. It's, it's weird compared to how it's spelt, which yeah. is P-I-T-T-O-S-P-O-R-U-M. Mm-hmm. I have a bit of potostrum PTSD because if you will cast your eyes behind my very face here yep. to the three trees on our fence line. Yep. You can see the three tree yep. trunks. Yep. That used to be a hedge that went to the ground. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did, did Cassius come around here? No, my husband did it, and oh. I didn't even get any bloody ab action for that. Yeah, I was about to say, was, was he wearing the short shorts? They they were exceedingly you, short shorts. You know what he said to me after that when I came out, and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, it's okay, it'll grow back. And I said, it won't grow back. That's not like a bikini line. That was over no, five years ago. Nothing has grown back. And because of the skinny flower bed that it's growing in and the fact it's complete in shadow all day, nothing will grow under it either. So what? when I used to have a hedge that went to the ground, now I just have dirt on the ground and, and got, some old stumps. And you've got those lovely pink flamingo ornaments that are decorating which, your lawn. Which I designed, so that's why they're there. Beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Why has Cassius triggered you? Because he was hacking into Sheila's lovely potostrum like he was trying to kill it. If I saw someone doing that, I'd be like, would you pull over? Well, no, if they were doing it in my backyard, I'd be like, thanks, but no thanks, don't come back next week because you clearly have no idea what you're doing. But if he was wearing those shorts and looked like Cassius. Cassius doesn't actually do much for me. Cassius, no. Doesn't do much for me, but like I can understand why he would do stuff for other people. Yeah, objectively. Look, if it was Aaron, maybe I'd be like, yeah. Okay, can you stick to the lawn mowing because you really can't screw that up too badly. (laughs) Uh, Where do you think he learned gardening? I don't think he did. Okay. Maybe at a prison. There's some good programs in if, prisons for gardeners. Oh. Well, they have to do, get someone to do all the lawns. I didn't, I'd never picture them having lawns. Oh, you good point. Yeah, well, they have to, you know, human rights. Yeah. I only learnt my gardening skills from my family. So it's like, surely you hang around your grandparents while they're still alive and you'll learn a bit about gardening. Oh, he'll have some sob story, backstory with, mm. with a dead grandparent or something. Mm. I don't know. I, 
there was some talk on one of the neighbor neighbors groups this week about whether he is the person that saved Piper and maybe he's the underlier and I have refrained from making jokes about how he's so pretty maybe he like can't read but you know because I shouldn't say that well I mean I mean maybe he can read but I do doubt that he's analyzing critically maybe these texts to the point of underlining them but also like if he's chosen career the gardening cuz i obviously have no understanding of gardening so i just thought he was a good gardener kate's ruined that oh oh hang theory. on and i forgot that the, the p- potostrum bit was the xanthi at the nursery she said the the pity patter the pittosporum or something yeah 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 and then he like he mansplains to piper mm. going <laughs> she means potostrum <laughs> whatever twat <laughs> you can't even <laughs> bloody prune one <laughs> this girl's going to be a doctor and that's Kate's plant rant. Give me a home among the gum trees With lots of plum trees A sheep or two, a kangaroo A clothes gone out the back Veranda out the front And an old rocking chair I'm really glad it happened. <laughs> well, the fact that he corrected her on something that he can't even bloody like, maintain... Get stuffed. That is that's that's the patriarchy right there. Mm, yeah. That's to, mm. that's what's wrong with the world, and the probably the biggest news uh, for neighbours at the moment is that, unbeknownst to us, we have interviewed a current credited main cast member mm-hmm. of Neighbours, Clementine. No, what? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> Ned Willis. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's now in the couple shot with Cassius. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look, I'm glad they went away from the homoerotic incest, but like now yeah. they're just back to plain old homoeroticism. Yeah, which is nice. It's nice. It's, it's refreshing. Well, uh, yeah, like particularly because both of them aren't bad to look at. So yeah. why not? There'll be a fan fiction or two written about them. And he's got um, no shirt on, so he's he's tats. Those yeah, those tats, those are, tats are a worry. Because to explain, we have interviewed cast members from Neighbours on this podcast: Stephanie McIntosh, Shanoa Smith McPhee. Ash Williams, who Morgan. was Rory. Morgan Baker. Yep, who was Callum. Scott Brennan, who was the journalist that died in the um, down the mine shaft with L. <laughs> oh man. That, that was that was an exclusive, that one. Yeah, we have no stranger. Sansia Robinson, who was Hot Doc's mum. Oh, yeah. Kate Hood, mm-hmm. who was Maxine, who The pool physio. Yeah, N- Ned did some pool physio work with her. We are no stranger. I don't ask current cast members onto the pod because I don't want to create a conflict of interest for them. And it would be sad if they said no. It would be super sad. <laughs> so, And I don't want them to say anything that might upset their employer. So I stay away from that. So we interviewed Ben Hall, friend of the show Ben Hall, Ned Willis, everybody's TV boyfriend, as Tanya pointed out on the Facebook group. Once he'd left the show, we invited him. He very kindly participated. Yeah. I think he said on there, never say never about returning. Yeah, but they all, everyone says well, that. that's what Sean Connery said. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and now he's come back. Big time. He's, in the, he's on the he's credits. He's a yeah. main cast member. So yeah. we have now broken my unspoken rule of not inviting main cast members on. So I'll put that front and centre on our website again, neighbourspod.com, if you want to catch that interview again. And you can't see it in the interview, but Vera and I were matching outfits. Yeah, the photo, the photo will be up there and matching blushes yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Mine was really for you. <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it, was, it was an interesting time. So his friend of the show, Ben Hall, has returned to the show. It's big week. Yeah. And we will deep dive into the, one of the main episodes of the last week, Thursday the 22nd of June. Um, just would like to say something before we start. Of course, CJ. I have lately, for the first time in two years, been watching Neighbours at the time it's on. Yeah. 6.30 in Australia, PM. Yeah, my, my son's now, he watches it too. So sometimes I just don't watch the whole episode. You know, I'm not like you guys, I'm not tweeting it. And so, you know, it's for other reasons like eating probably. Yeah. Um, so before the pod, I sit down and watch the episode again just to refresh. I cannot believe that because of you, I had to watch the episode twice. What do you mean because of me? It was big, well, because of here now, the podcast. Yeah. I had to watch this episode about a pee machine. <laughs> Yeah, look, it was the, the whole no, thing was about see, the piss engine. I, I ended up watching the, the the piss engine bits again last night while I was skimming through it. So three times. But the, no, not, this was only my second time. But I was like, the more I watch this, the less this makes sense. Yeah. We, it was crazy. We will get to that. So the grand return of Ned Willis, everybody's TV boyfriend, friend of the show, was coupled with the return of Puffer Fish's piss engine. Yeah. Mm. And a re- reincarnation too. It was a rough going and we will give you the backstory on that 
when we can stomach it. And the, funnily enough, on Thursday's episode, usually we have three threads per episode. The A story, the B story, the C story. And there really wasn't a C story. You, it was a little bit of Winona Ryder Amy and her kleptomania. Yep. Which I'm all for. I love it. You Can, Cannot get enough of it. I'm so annoyed with her. She is a business owner. And she is doing this to other small business owners. You don't see her nipping down to Sonia's zone and, and shoplifting a bag of but she was mulch, taking, does she? She was taking stuff from 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 poor old Gaz. A bit of an essence, no, no, like a bit of um, essential essential oils. oil, <laughs> patchouli or something. Oh, she needs some lavender to calm her down. And House of Elizabeth. We see. We might as well just Ooh, co- cover. Oh, as Dippy says, oh, the House of Elizabeth. <laughs> This is the sea story. It was Amy's been filling the void. Mm. Yeah. Light-fingered. Yeah, she's filling the void uh, that her son left by um, just putting some goods into her back pocket and and, and, then and, hiding. and storing them just in like her hat, like sh- under cushions. And She's a full adult. She must have her own bedroom. Yeah. Like go and put the stuff in there. It actually reminds me of, you know, like birds that steal shiny things. Bowerbirds. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or like axe murderers that take a calling card <laughs> <laughs> or a finger. <laughs> I was a little surprised that our favorite, one of our favorite places of business, the Bric-a-Brac shop, hasn't been front and center for this storyline because Bric-a-Brac would be great to steal because mm. it'd be hard to keep track of the stock. Mm. Be like, mm. oh, hang on, I thought I had five thimbles in this display. <laughs> Where's my peacock lamp? Everything's quite cheap in there. Yeah. So, so I'm very surprised. But no, House of Elizabeth, she's gone high end. This pop up boutique. Which had a jewellery display unmanned out in the courtyard of Lassiter's. I mean, they're asking for it. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Well, it seems weird. Uh, And then they wanted security upped. Well, I don't know. Maybe keep your goods inside your store. Yeah, and just have your staff member looking at the shop. Are they running out of the little little bit that Lauren wanted to put the takeaway coffee out of? (laughs) Is that where it is? I don't know. I didn't. They've never had pop up shops there before. Well, they've basically put it there so Amy can steal everything from it. But it's so annoying because her dad is Paul Robbins and she has plenty of money. She needs to just buy Now she's had to lie about being an alcoholic. But that's not – it's a disorder. That's not why people – I was going to say pickpocket, steal. If you're a kleptomaniac, it's it's like a nervous – I can understand, but do you think that if you're a kleptomaniac, it just happens like that overnight, the way it did to her? Um, that's um, that's why I'm all about it, because I'm just delighted by the fact that she popped on a necklace and went, you know what, this is coming home with me, and no one's getting any money. (laughs) I think because she got home and suddenly thought, this is like this is what I'm meant to do for me. Yeah, the thug life. She's a thug. You've got to pick a pocket or two, boys. (laughs) But I, I do love now how Paul's on the watch for her being an alcoholic. So Dippy offered her a, a champagne and then she goes, and then Paul's like, mm. and then so she's like, oh, I'll have some water instead. <laughs> Poor bitch. All she wanted to do was get through that sad fundraiser. Have some piss water. Have some piss water. <laughs> so we, we're jumping the gun, but that covers off the C storyline, which was very minimal with Amy getting caught. A big part of the episode, which was related to Shane, was the battle over the manager job. Oh, at the waterhole. Yeah. At yes. the water hole. That's why you couldn't get the job because it was water there. <laughs> at, the, at the piss pub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sheila has been paralegal for Toadfish Rebecca. Yeah. Which she is very well suited to. I'm disappointed she's no mm. longer going to. Yeah, Toad was looked a bit disappointed. He said she's very competent. And she dressed the part so mm. nicely with her side scarves. And she delivered one of the, my favourite lines of the entire week which I chopped up and sent to Charisma, um, our guest from last week, who is partial to Sheila, when Tony spots Sheila trying to convince Leo to give her a job interview at the pub. Like while she's on a lunch break. From from him. (laughs) And he's like, why are you interviewing for another job when you already have one for me? She says, there's no way to tell you how I feel without insulting you. And he's like, go ahead. And she's like, I hate working for you. It's really hard to explain without sounding ungrateful. Why don't you give that a shot? I hate working for you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Perfect. Pitch perfect scene. And so Toadie goes into bat for her and convinces Leo and Tarage to give the job back to its rightful owner, which was a shame because it would have been nice to have seen her be um, doing the odd jobs around town like she has been the last few weeks. 
I, can I put a sidebar in here? Okay, so on Thursday nights, I've been watching on ABC comedy, um, the ninth, Australian 90s comedy Frontline, oh. which I watched at the time. I was a lot younger then. Stella, sat- yeah. satirical news show. Yeah, so it's it's based on a, a current affairs show, nightly mm. current affairs show. And um, anyway, the episode I was watching this week had Colette Mann on as a cameo as herself. Mm. Beautiful. See, the yeah. our UK friends might not realise she's a TV personality. Yeah, people know who mm. she is. Mm. That's why I went with the nickname Colette Nan because we mm. all knew her as Colette Man before yeah. she was Sheila. It was cute in the refer- in the scene. Um, one of the reporters has said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to appear on Colette's show," and I was like, "Colette? I wonder if they talking about the singer? You know, ring my bell, Colette or <laughs> Colette Man?" And then yeah, sure enough, it was her hosting like a, a morning t- morning women's chat show. So I've taken a little video of that, which we might put on Facebook. Imagine imagine if she did have a a women's show. She would be brilliant. Well, she worked on The Circle, which was a morning show. And that show went away because of red tape decisions at Channel 10. So then the next job she got after that was Neighbours. I I feel like she... She'd be pretty bloody good on the ad lib because I kind of feel like Sheila is a lot of her ad libbing anyway. Mm. Yeah, we stand Sheila, we stand Colette, man. It's nice to have her back at her rightful place as Queen of the Waterhole, although I'm Devo at the exit of Ma Brennan. Brennan? Brennan? Oh, yeah. Loved a bit of Ma Brennan. She's a sophisticate from the Barossa. Faye's a sophisticate from Barossa. Do you know, like from a feminist point of view, I did want to say that uh, Sheila not investing all of her emotions in her relationship while she didn't have a job and like actually focusing (gasps) on herself is pretty amazing. Yeah. She didn't just go, well, I've got Clive now. Like maybe Jeff Payne was busy that week and they couldn't put him on, but still like she didn't just throw herself into the relationship and become like his PA or something silly, did she? No, she went to work for a lawyer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. So, okay, now. I've put it off for long enough. We've got to talk about Ned, his his grand return. There was a bit of biffo, end of Wednesday's ep into Thursday, because Neighbours has done this kind of Brock Turner 2.0 storyline. CJ, why don't you walk us through? So poor old um, Mish Marple. Mish Marple was having a one-night stand, as she wants to do, because she's a single lady and... In her her sister's family's house. But also the... It was free, the house. There was no one there. And she did, she used to do a little bit of Tinder dating and um, then she was in a relationship. And she admitted that she leaned on that a little bit when she was emotional and she wanted to curb that a bit. Yeah, but she thought, why not? We'll give it another go. And the guy was a total douchebag and stole her money. He could have done that at the pub. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to team up with Amy. Oh, yes, (laughs) he does. He'd get more money around at Amy's house because yeah. Paul's wallet would be on the table. <laughs> After he got caught stealing the money by... Zankan. Zankan. He then thought, oh, that's right. I taped the sex on my phone. Yeah. So I'm going to post it on the internet. So there was a bit of a bust and he got caught. And now he's been actually caught for putting it online. Yeah, well, because initially Mishti thought he had given Aaron over the only copy in in the digital age. Yeah, that's not good. Those things go straight up to the cloud. But, yeah, I I don't even think you can just have one copy of anything anymore. Probably not. No, because even when you try and delete something off your phone, you turn on your computer the next day and it's there. You have to go into your trash and delete that. Yeah. You have to th- pick up the computer also, and throw like it away. A, he's a dead set perv. It'd be going yeah. on the dark web yeah. as soon as he filmed it, yeah, surely. Yeah, Bale's up in Queensland. As <laughs> yeah, no, he's already, like, oh. hang on, that backyard, that, that room looks familiar. I think it's my old room. <laughs> it probably is. And so the Brock Turner aspect of it was that this, you know, middle-class white boy has a team of fancy lawyers, as Mishti called them, and <laughs> so not Toadie. And so they came in and sorted out his bail instantly and he mm. was free after. Yeah. I don't know. I, look, isn't bail about keeping dangerous people off the streets? And he's he's not that dangerous. He's is he? awful. He's revenge porn. He's recording women without their consent and putting it on public pornography. Oh, I'm sorry, he's an awful person, but there's a lot of awful people outside of jail as well. I mean, also the thing is, is that we just don't have enough jail space to put all the awful people in it. True. But also, he's got no remorse. I think that's for me. That's the more dangerous part. Is that. They should take his phone off him. I would have thought his mum should take his phone the, off him. That the DPP or whatever would have been um, more aggressive on someone who's um, offended against a cop. Oh yeah. Also, pop a little 
bracelet on his ankle yeah. and make him at home. Because he, he just went right back to the scene of the crime with his two non-speaking mates for a hit of pool. Yeah. And surely there should be at least a restraining order for him to well, get within 100 that, metres. You would think that Mishti just would have gone to her ex-boyfriend's dad and said, I want him barred from the, the pub or gone to Tarage. Mm, yeah. And well, then he could just be barred from the pub seeing he was... At the very least, if Erinsborough Police isn't going to put any restrictions on mm. where he can go. It's a hot mess. And the fact that... There was a bit of issue with our last episode because we, we entered into some correspondence with uh, – well, a writer of Neighbours entered into some online correspondence with us. Mm-hmm. Happy to have your thoughts, friend, um, when they are about our commentary on the episode. And because we were having a bit of a laugh that he was called Dilhan, like a bogan spelling because uh-huh. he's a little white bread boy called Dilhan. And the, this writer pointed out that they had hoped that he would be a Turkish character because Dilhan is a Turkish name. Oh, so they'd have like the, the dirty Turkish guy. Yes, the, the racial profiling. <laughs> so I guess that's probably why casting decided to go another way. But then his name remained Turkish yeah. in the credits, which provided the confusion. And also if he was Turkish... Mishti was still calling him Dylan. How would that have come about? She's like, hi, I'm Mishti. He would have said, hi, I'm Dilhan. She goes, hi, Dylan, nice to meet you. He goes, no, it's Dilhan. Yes, my mother was Turkish. (laughs) Would you like a Turkish delight? So it was all, it's very confusing. Also, like, shout out, hey, writers, is it not weird that they hoped that this bad person would be Turkish? Yeah, that was my... Maybe they had someone in mind and then he couldn't do it in the end. Yeah, maybe they were... For they're writing. Let's aim high, fellas. Aim high. <laughs> like, if there was a writer in the room that was from a Turkish background of some, you know, yeah. the the Turkish or the parents or whatever, and they wrote a good character. Oh, and man, said, this reminds me of my cousin Farouk. <laughs> yeah. My mum works with a guy called Farouk. Um, it was very questionable that he wasn't even complex. He was just a dirtbag. Yeah. It there was no good parts about so, him. So, thank you for the correction, but I, I have further questions for you. Yeah, like when you write a, you know, random Blander character, do you hope they're going to be a white girl with blonde hair? Or do you just... Well, that's, that's exactly how Amber came into being. <laughs> so, Leo, and this is, well, pop into my soapbox. So, Leo decides he is not okay with this guy hanging around after he terrorised his ex and he wants to take matters into his own hands. Which he knows that she would be against. Yeah, yeah. and tell this guy what's what. What is wrong with Leo? I'm sorry. How many times did he have to be shat on by Mish Marple? Get, move on with your life, bro. But also, what's wrong with Leo that he has no faith in his own masculinity, that he has to go and like, get in a bit of biffo with this guy? He's defending Mish Marple's honour, isn't but he? Why... What year is this that our honour needs defending? Here's what you can do. No, but he's pathetic. Yes. Mate, move on. She she gave you the ass. Accept that. You, and like you yeah. did, you did move on, so move on again. Yeah. But keep he, moving. Here's a tip. If someone has committed a sex crime against your loved one, don't go out on a vigilante mission to beat up the offender. Well, if you do it, do it properly. <laughs> like actually connect the punch to their face. Or what, what a nice thing to do would be to maybe call out some everyday sexism online, report some trolls, you know, to or, the or, or get just... him on the ground and like kick the shit out of his ribs <laughs> until he can't get up, and then send him to Erinsborough Hospital, well, that where they will kill him. <laughs> Point out to your mates when they're making a sexist joke <laughs> that it's not okay. Or if you're angry because someone's hurt your loved one, go to your loved one. And be with them yeah. and support them. And say, how can I help you yeah. in this difficult time? And she'll tell you to shut up. And leave her alone. And leave her alone. And number three, don't beat people up for me. Yeah. Because I'm a police person and I can do it better. Yeah. And I've also, got a truncheon. <laughs> but also, like, she can't be part of, like, a vigilante thing. No. Yeah. So, you know, don't do that to her either. So Ned sees that he's not connecting with the punch and he steps in to break up the brawl and... He's like, I don't know about you, but I've got four tattoos. I know how to punch. He, he, has he got an extra one since he opened up the tattoo parlour in know, Queensland? Probably. Well, he's not getting anyone else um, done at the no, tattoo parlour, so he's probably just doing his own now. It's in the red or Brad's fingers. Yeah. Ned, to remind everyone, is the son of the character Natalie Imbruglia played. Mm-hmm. Beth mm-hmm. Brennan. Nothing's fine, I'm tired. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I am shamed. Lying naked on the 
Brennan and drab citizen of the year, inaugural citizen of the year, Brad Willis, drab Willis. But not related to the Brennans. See, I reckon that's got to come out. Surely it's got to come out that it turns out, because he hates, Mark and him hate each other that much. It's got to turn out that he's a Bren cuz. In another one of my favourite scenes of the week was Mark seeing him in the pub. Yeah, that was great. And the disdain for each other, which I can't even remember the origin of. No, he's... It just delighted me anyway. Ned, what are you doing here? Oh, you know. No, I don't. I always think back to poor that Mark lost a child. And, like, when I see, like, somebody not liking him and I think, but hang on, you were on the street when he lost the child. Like, yeah. can't you give him a break? I don't I think, think I drunk. gave him a break then, so. Oh, I feel very badly. And he's – I just feel so badly for the actor because his, his partner was pregnant at the time and it must have just been so hard. Oh, I, I'm getting emotional. I've CJ, had a, forget yourself together. <laughs> I've had a bit of sympathy for him because he's been the only Brennan who stepped up and gone to visit Tiles in the Clink. <laughs> Did you, did I, I, when they had the family meeting and they're like, oh, we've all got to go there, boy. All the other family members are like, oh, that's right. You know what? That sent okay. me off the edge when they had that family meeting because guess what? Tiles fucking killed a guy. He <laughs> killed his dad. He's not on school camp. No. They would be going to see him more than um, Dippy and co would be seeing their son who is a high school student in Sydney. Yeah. Like. He's, it's a punishment. He's being punished in prison. Yeah, he should be feeling bad. Oh, he killed I, his dad. I still think that he needs family. To but I think home. also they grew up in Adelaide. There's going to be school friends, cousins, aunties and uncles that all would live there. Surely there's an auntie that would go and visit him. Imagine also if you went to school with Tyler because he would have been so hot and then he was in prison. Oh, prison wife. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of girls that are just like, look, I've got nothing on. I'll come down to the prison and see Tyler. <laughs> Now, do you guys actually believe that he wrote the letter to Pipes? Because I don't think he oh, can write yeah, or so, read. So that's his, his. So Mark, who I've decided is can be back to his old role of detective mechanic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. well, he's embraced. He's embraced the look. He yeah, actually so, he's looking scruffy and. So yeah. let's do a little sidebar here. Okay, so I was a little, if you will, torn this week. Mm, t- torn. Because Detmec came back from Adelaide mm-hmm. with a beard, cheap wine, and a three-day growth. Yeah, much. Well, he's from Adelaide. That's where Jimmy Barnes and Cold Chisel were from. And I was a little into that. Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about that. And then old we- mate Ned comes back, and he's got some Justin Bieber sideswept. Windswept oh. action going on. Oh, because I I was going to discuss that with you because I thought it looked mm. like he had just some very limp hair. I'm I'm torn because I found myself getting out of the week more into Det Mech's look than Ned's look. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about myself. No, I'll pay that because he's looking, I don't know, Bieber, a bit less Bieber, a bit more Paul McCartney. <laughs> There's some very f- limp hair going on. I don't know if they're trying to scruff him up for the tat bikey vibe. Well, also, we have been looking at some snaps from him. This, oh, for, sorry, Instagram live stories or whatever. From who? From um, Detective Mechanic. Oh. And he seems to have a lovely relationship with Therese. Oh, what a highlight of our pre- I know. previous week. So and that makes me like him a bit more. And I don't tend to do an Instagram story. So CJ, well, actually, no, I. No, it, it was a group chat. A, a, few, of, a few of us have pulled us in. <laughs> I'm only here for his cat on Instagram. I don't oh follow my God, him. his cat. His cat's all pretty of cute. His, all of it, his cat, his kid, his partner. Therese and him filming in really hotted up like Holdens that I love. Yeah, so it's I've tweeted a link because obviously the internet is forever and one of the fans has captured this snap on the Insta story of Scott McGregor giving Rebecca Almaloglu the finger as she sings along to Backstreet Boys in the car. And she, from both perspectives yeah. as well. And then we get her side of it and she's like, it's Backstreet Boys, babes. Oh, I just, I just loved it so much. It was precious. Precious. Yeah. I just want to go out for brunch with them. <laughs> and um, I've gone on a journey there. But that's why. Because, yeah, we've been enjoying. Uh, so I'm conflicted. I don't. I'm not into this scruffed up Ned look. Because, yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I'm in trouble. But he's doing it tough. He can't afford a razor or a haircut up there in Queensland. The, tat- the humidity, biz- humidity played havoc with his hair. The tap biz has gone under. Mm. I, I, When he first said that the tap business was going well, I really thought Therese was going to say, How's that possible in the Gold Coast? Everyone has sleeves there. <laughs> exactly. 
sleeves. <laughs> sleeve tattoos, you mean? Yes. Yeah, they yeah. don't have sleeves at all. If, if That's there's the going to be a place where there's the highest amount of tattoos per capita, you would think the GC would be it. And Ned's yeah. drilling into your skin. Yeah. That's where you're going to go. That's where you go. And at first I thought Drab was still involved in the business. I thought maybe that's why. Yeah, that's why. He's probably cooked the book somehow, but he's not even involved. I don't know what Drab's doing. Probably nothing. (laughs) Well, he's Drab. Following Lauren around. At one point he says he's come down because Piper's had a hard time. I'm like, she was thrown out at sea three months ago. (laughs) You couldn't come down for that? She was missing. Maybe he walked down. Yeah. yeah. She was missing, it seemed, wasn't she, for a couple of days? Yeah. And her boyfriend killed someone. And Drab's like, nah, nah. And Drab, no one's coming down for the trial to hold Piper's hand in court. And then, like, Drab calls Trey's this week or the other way around and they're all like, oh, gosh, Ned, it's a bit of a problem, Ned. And it's like, are you serious? Like, you can't put in a call for any of your children. Gabe was christened and Lauren was the only one that came down. I was thinking about that this week. Remember when Lauren came down when Gabe was born and helped Paige with the breastfeeding? That's normal. And th- how wonderful was it that they actually gave that to us? Because normally they don't do this at all. And th- and really the main reason was that Kate Kendall was directing and so was around. I don't want the logistics of it. I'm <laughs> just happy it happened. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Old mate Drab was off doing the bloody bodyguard. Yeah. He, could, he could have nipped over during the day. <laughs> On a day there wasn't a matinee. <laughs> Uh, they they would have done some city scenes. He could have gone and had a coffee with Sheila and Clive at the gallery. I just can't stop thinking about when he danced around Lauren at their wedding. Oh, that was lame. <laughs> In the circle. With oh, no, no backstory. With no backstory. And a PE teacher who used to surf. He let me do a jig. <laughs> with perfect plies and pirouettes. Oh, my God. Can you imagine just how embarrassed Lauren, if, I was, if that was at my wedding, I would have died. Oh. Just so, like jumping up and like kicking the air a little bit. We're at, we're at my fourth line of notes, so strap in. Uh, yeah, Peter C. Piper struggling. Okay, so the shine on Ned has, has faded a bit Look, for you. he's got to do a bit more work. However, uh, I will reference the little moment he had on Friday's episode with my favourite gal on the show. Well, we've got the queens to Rage and Sheila. Then my favourite lady character after that. Brensis. Brensis, Chloe Brennan, Disney princess. The, as soon as the two of them started talking to each other, I thought yeah. I was watching... I love her so much. Yeah, me too. I thought mm. I was watching Rapunzel and Eugene on Tangled. Like it was... I had hearts in my eyes. I, I could not cope. So I thought, yeah. Did you see the awesome little uh, knee touch that he... with? Uh, yeah. Sure did. When, when he was like, that's my sister... When Detective Mechanic said, that's my sister, and he says, oh, well, is it? I'll touch her knee then. (laughs) It was great. Yeah, it was pretty good. It gave me a little reminder of the joy I had when he he was cracking onto Lauren, Drab's wife. So I have high hopes for where this sort of chemistry can go. Yeah, they they did have a lot of chemistry. Mm. Side note, Mm. him and Ali. So I loved it so much. Ali sees him in the complex and she's like, oh, Ned, love of my life. Let's really hash it out and talk. And he was like, yeah, hi. Um, uh, and I, I could tell for a second he almost had a look like, what's her name again? Well, that's, that's actually, it was my husband's reaction was like, hang on, he's Ellie's ex? Isn't everyone? But then also <laughs> Ellie in the pub said to Leo, oh, that was ages ago, as if I care about that. Like, she was going to leave with like two hours notice for him. He came and did our show before the Ellie storyline and I'm still not over it. And Ellie is like, big deal, <laughs> don't care. But she Ellie's also- had a lot going on though. She had Finn after that point. And she's going to have him again. <laughs> and also I didn't even know that Ned had ever had any interactions with Leo last time he was here. Um, I was hoping someone could tell me about that because I – I feel like they've never met. I feel like they're gaslighting us. Well, that's the thing where I'm like, yeah, oh, well, they must have met. Oh, well, I'm I'm willing to believe. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was more believable than um, Aaron and Darren sitting down with B, Ellie's sister, in the coffee shop and were like, hey, let's all have coffee together. Yeah. And and the look on her face was like, I don't know your first names. Yeah. But okay. So, Tarage is suspicious that Ned's back into the bikey gang, which is fun. I like all of, I like Tarage being in a tears about that. Now, bringing it back to Tyler, Detmax brought back a letter that yeah. Tyler's penned for Piper after oh. months of no correspondence. It's probably in crayon. <laughs> it's in a post-it note. It's just like a, a, a heart that's broken or something. Or maybe with a skull next to it. So I heard online that he's coming back to finish the storyline. 
Oh, great. Oh, well, someone did tweet a picture of his name on the cast list for next week, but that could be a voice. That could be him narrating the letter. Yeah, that could be a voice cameo. Is he still in LA? Dear paper. <laughs> I said. <laughs> I said. My two-year-old says that. <laughs> So Tarage has stashed this letter because she is worried about Piper's emotional state if she hands it over. And in true neighbour's form, she stashed it in a communal area. Yeah. In um, the cutlery drawer because nobody ever uses the cutlery drawer. Tarage's hiding places are household bric-a-brac, like household appliances. When she had the wine, the alcohol problem, the wine went into the washing dryer, machine drum. Dryer, yeah. And this letter, as Anson's Corner on Twitter has pointed out, Rage in the kitchen cupboard next to the rice doesn't seem like the most secret of hiding places for a secret letter. Hashtag bad hiding place trope. So I feel like if my mum stashed something in her underwear drawer, that's somewhere I'd never look. I did think the only person it would be a very good hiding place for is our friend CJ here, who recently told me that she doesn't like rice. I don't like rice. There is a good place to put it if you're hiding something from CJ. Yeah. Well, no, because I have to feed it to my dog every night. <laughs> So she puts it next to the rice and Piper goes looking for the mortar and pestle and Tarade shoots her down. And So clearly this letter is going to surface. What a, what a modern world we live in that an 18-year-old knows what, what that is and it isn't for like drug reasons. <laughs> yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah, the, the master chef generation. <laughs> Kate, you've been silent long enough on this issue and I think it's time that we explored... Uh, the mysteries of Pufferfish's piss engine. I put many sample bottles in all the gift bags. Oh, dear. With a tag that reads, Congratulations, you've been drinking recycled urine. You're an idiot. We thought it was left behind when, when Diwali passed back in October last year and the Festival of Lights exploded. We thought that was the last we'd have to hear about it. Because basically... It caught on fire. Neighbours pissed all over an Indian cultural festival as a ceramic pig storyline. <laughs> and, the, yeah, the last we saw of it, it was in flames. But no, the piss engine's back, defying physics and poisoning Erinsborough residents. So, Without a licence. So Dippy's trying to raise money for Flapper, is it called? Yeah, Flapper. Flapper. Yeah, her, her musical, which they, sounds dreadful. They call me Flapper. <laughs> Flapper. <laughs> it's it sounds so bad. It sounds bad. It sounds like, like... Why not just put on a revival of... Chicago. Um, yeah, yeah. Or the other one. Mm. I don't know. Moulin Rouge. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Cabaret. Yeah. In fact, actually, Dippy's last favourite musical that she talked about was Hamilton. And we have the Hamilton Piss Engine production that we floated on this program that hasn't taken off yet. So I'll give that a spin. I'm Mr. Rebecca. Of Erinsborough, sir, did you hear I invented a urine generator? Nah. You know Ramsey Street, they named it Street. It's more a cul-de-sac, not an avenue. I live in number 32. Shane Rebecca, the puffer fish, walks into a room. Brother of the toad and stone fish. Inventor of a solar-powered mower, but it rolled into Lassiter's Lake Splish. The pufferfish emerges with an unconventional source of power, an engine he can fuel with whatever he wants. His wife just wants to make lattes at Erinsborough's Cafe. I've got the piece de resistance. Puffy's in the powder room where it happens, bathroom where it happens, throne room where it happens. Pufferfish has a slash every hour, a long golden shower generates the power. Number one's is how the energy's made, the lizard is drained, it's the sausage of Shane. He doesn't flush and it happens. You better ventilate the room where it happens. So Dippy decides to have this fundraising launch at the wellness centre rather than just having it at her cafe where she could completely, you know, have it for free, you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, her husband comes up with the bright idea of, oh, well, we've got some investors here. Why don't we get the piss engine going and making up some water? Because now, instead of just generating electricity, it can now generate clean drinking water from urine as well. What a dead shit. This, this is something which is the size of a, a plastic tub. An esky, a cooler. Yeah. I feel like most of his devices are based on a cooler, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, how disgusting. Somebody, maybe one of you two, mentioned online, how did he get a hold of all that piss? Well, I had a discussion with my sister, who was a chemical engineer, Mm -hmm. has worked in water for over 25 years Mm -hmm. now, and I had some questions for her. 
I said, a character on the show has invented a generator that creates power and clean drinking water from urine. And she said, urine is low in carbon. Where's the energy? Okay. So, but anyway, then I, today I moved on to asking her about it. So yes, it, he could generate drinking water from the urine, but it would be extremely expensive, noisy and slow. It would require a lot of power and a lot of urine mm-hmm. as well. So to create one litre of water, you'd need about two to three litres of urine. Wow. So I don't know where he's getting all this piss from. Is he collecting at home, at home at the Sharma Rebecca urine factory or Maybe he's really hot. He's really rehydrating a lot. But also that just made me think, why don't they put on a production of Urine Town? Oh. There's a musical you can license. Mm-hmm. I also put the call out to a friend of the show, Penny Tangy, and her husband is a physicist and he's become my Dr. Carl of the science world. Whenever I have any type of science question, I just ask it to him, even mm. though he's a particular type of physicist. But yeah. still, he answers me and is very helpful. So this next voice memo, I made Penny and Lincoln watch Neighbours of a Friday Night instead of enjoying their time with their family. And here is what they had to say. Is it possible to make electricity from wheat? Well, like all good scientists, I went away and um, had a Google and I can confirm that in fact, yes, some people have built something called a microbial fuel cell, uh, which basically, yeah, you wee in and there are some bugs living in there that basically live off the wee, like any sewage treatment works, but these ones are stuck on some some electrodes and they can extract some uh, a small amount of electricity from them as well. Okay, and so as an end product, would you end up with water? Well, you know, the wee going in is mostly water. Um, uh, what's coming out has been, it seems, at least somewhat treated. Uh, I wouldn't be um, trying it myself, I have to say. I don't think anyone's claiming this produces drinkable water yet. But, you but have it to at remember, least does some sewage treatment. Yeah. And given that Shane is a genius, you would expect that he would have taken this technology further in his Well, obviously, he must be well ahead of where the University of Bristol got to with this and um, if he's gone a lot further then yeah maybe he's got the the whole treatment pipeline going on in it yeah so basically this is one of the more feasible neighbors plot points. Uh, this is this is certainly not ridiculous to power an entire lighting rig off it i think would take a oh you know a few thousand liters a week i suspect yeah, but, but i mean you got to remember toadies chipping in <laughs> <laughs> they're really they're really going to have to get all of Aaron's for a, you know, um, stop and pass to donate, I think. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. So we, we are talking about Puffy here, the guy who was still completing his VCE. So he's he's not been to university at all. No, he's Toadfish Rebecca's brother Yeah, from Burke, who's yeah. been in the slammer. So yeah. well done for him. So he, having... ha- he has been to the University of Life. <laughs> the hard knocks. Yeah. And, and hard we're, not, knocks. we're not taking any of that away from him. Right. So all of this, all of these thousands of litres of urine is being held in something the size of an esky as well. So, but it's, it's kind of amazing. He can produce electricity and clean drinking water from such a small machine. Yeah, and he's not taking that to the third world. He's taking it to the flame tree. Yeah. I must say, like, it's the future's bright for Aaronsborough. I mean, bright yellow, but it's yeah, it's bright. Now, CJ, you've been glazed over a little over here. Oh my god, I've become. My dad talks about science and like clouds and stuff all the time, and I've become really skilled at just looking at one part of his forehead and just having a little nap while he's talking about this stuff and, and acting like I'm paying attention. And this entire episode and this conversation have been a little bit like that for me. <laughs> well. I just care not for the science. You need to join my family because, yeah, my sister has worked in water, both clean and, and wastewater, for 25 years. So we've talked about a lot of wastewater at, at mealtimes. And today at brunch we were discussing this. <laughs> and so I was asking her what, you know, like down at Werribee, they have the purple pipes for the farms down there. You remember when we went on our little yeah. neighbour's tour of Werribee? And that's actually treated wastewater that they use for farms down there. I but mean, you can't drink it I because... Think if you rewind the recording of that... You had look at those pipes and you went into a conversation about what they might be. And, and then it was edited out. And probably. then it was edited out. But I also went, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just love that family brunches are being ruined by neighbours' plot yeah. lines. Thanks, guys. No, but oh, so the, that sort of water you can't drink because it's actually like storm water. So it's all your, yeah. your shower water and everything like that. It has like diseases that. in it. It has soap in it too. Yeah. So that's why you're not meant to drink it. 
anyway. Oh, if you want to learn about how they treat urine to make water, I actually watched a YouTube video on how they do it on the space station because obviously they can't just get water from the tap up there. Kate, I gave you Kate's plant rant. What more do you want from me here? <laughs> All I want to know is why the fuck they're creating urine water in Erinsborough when we've got bloody taps and water reservoirs in Melbourne. Because they, they need storylines that paint. We've, we've got bloody because we've got the bloody dippy store where they sell bottled water. Do you know why? All things that are cheaper and easier to do than create water out of piss. Do you know what this has heralded the return of? The ceramic pig. Yeah. It's been a long time between pigs since um, Guy Fawkes turned up ass over tit in the sex tub. It's been dry. Carl Kennedy did his weed whacking in the greenhouse in the buff this he, week. Yeah, he did, yeah. Oh. Ceramic pigs are back, baby. And Well, now it's a ceramic water filter, which, as you know, is a real thing. <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, <laughs> and and Gazcan's bliss balls were so dry they left Paul thirsty for the piss water. Oh, dear. I, I really enjoyed their um, dislike for each other as well, actually. That was fun. There was so much dis- neighbourhood dislike this week and I was about all of it. What a piece of piss, pun intended. Yeah. It's your wife's and she pointed out this is her event. This is her hobby. This is her fundraiser. Why did he have to make it all about him? Because he's a douchebag. Yeah. He's, he's a dickhead. Worst Rebecca. Yeah. Called it Worst Rebecca. Yeah, okay. Can we, oh, Stoney's pretty bad. Can, I would. Can Dippy leave Stoney Puffy? Gives me the shits. Leave Puffy for Stoney. Imagine that scandal. Oh. Does Stoney have a wife? Yeah. No, oh. Stoney has a girlfriend. Remember, because it was the girlfriend who. And oh, him and the girlfriend right. who spotted. Um, D. D. On the streets of Colac. <laughs> the mean streets. Are, are we going to discuss Toadie's discount IVF? Let's do it because Sonia and Toadie were seeming to find a catch-of-the-day style fertility deal. At Erin's Borough Hospital. Let's specify that it was a catch-of-the-day special, free tour. I'm sorry, when you spend that much at a fertility clinic, they don't charge you for the tour. Also, it was through Instagram. It was a targeted Instagram ad to Aaron. Which, by the way, 100%, I do Facebook and Google ads for a living these days in the healthcare industry. Even. How much would have that cost? Um, and do you think it's poorly targeted at a, a man who... Not at all. I think it's perfect. I can't wait for the, the gaby that oh, we get from Kate, the, the... Kate Stradamus <gasps> alert. Okay, go. Well, obviously Darren are going to need an egg donor for their potential baby and they're going to need a gestational carrier for their baby as well. We've got baby Harold here, by the way, for yeah, this, sorry, for yeah. this he's, case. He's are, you, are you going to do it? <sighs> Can I have sex with Aaron? Is that the question? Oh, no, they don't do it that way. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> Damn it. So Maybe in your case they will. In in Australia, they, the gestational carrier and the egg donor needs to be two different women. Oh, okay. So you two are going to do it. I'm not involved in this. Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> We're not using my your eggs. theory is that the egg donor will be Chloe and the <gasps> gestational carrier will be Amy because she's already had a baby. So that uterus is prime to go. That is a very specific Kate Stradamus, although you did get very specific with the pur- purple Sandman. Also, well, because I feel it needs to be a Eurasian baby. So I feel that David needs to be the biological father of said oh, baby. Oh, how gorgeous. Yeah, and then and if it's Chloe's, Chloe's egg, gorgeous. it's... Yeah. Why do you think Chloe? Because it's because a there's only one Bren sis. But why would... Why? Oh, so in Australia, it's an, being an egg donor is an altruistic gift. Uh, Pre- yeah, yeah, procedure, right? So you can't buy eggs off people. Yeah. So you you might have seen in like lo- local papers and that people write in like sad little ads saying I don't read the paper. The dead tree industry. Or yeah. Um. Yeah. So you actually have to advertise for strangers to donate their eggs to you, which so. But Sonia was going to be an egg donor for yeah, and she didn't ask for money. Debt Mac. Yeah, you can get friends to do it. Yeah, but not for money. Yeah, no, no, I'm not bringing money into this. I'm just wondering why. Then, but why wouldn't they have his sister do it? A lot, because, a lot of people who do do it yeah. have their relatives give but them eggs it's, it. But then I find that might be complicated because then it's like his niece or his, it's the, Look, yeah, yeah. the guy it, it at the is, National yeah. Gallery who I was eavesdropping on, <laughs> yeah. the gay guy, was saying that it was his sister and his partner's – yeah, it was like this situation. It was his his partner's sister was going to be the carrier okay. as well. So I just found – I find it might be hard harder for a family member to have to always be around the child if that's not their child anymore or as if you're giving it well, away to someone you don't see. It's interesting because I have chatted with some women recently who have had uh, IVF well, and lesbians as well and one of the <laughs> – 
one of the Look ladies, she actually um, created the embryos that her partner then carried. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that. Yeah. I've heard that before quite frequently. Yeah. 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 So I think I being Eurasian like, is a great idea. Mm. So I think it would be great if it was David's um, sperm. Sperm. I was trying to think of a better word. <laughs> There's not. But also, but you say that a lot. So, And also, there's been a little bit of a flag to this. Chloe's not interested in marriage or settling down. And oh, she's she, also been at the Los Feliz Clinic. Yeah, medical clinic. Yeah. Maybe she's already donated eggs in the past. Well, our, sold, which our, in America, you get paid for. Yeah, and our big theory from Charisma on a previous episode was that there already is a kid floating around out there. <laughs> that she just left there. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I follow this great Twitter account called Los Feliz Daycare. As well. oh. So I always get, whenever they talk about the Los Feliz clinic i think of this hilarious daycare center where everyone's referred to by their ages in weeks and um everyone's very woke what if they do get this phantom baby back from the los Feliz daycare this chloe baby and then darren just raises it as their own they could just buy her eggs from america which you can actually do you can you can buy eggs from overseas i was thinking about in their relationship who might take um longer paternity leave because I'm worried for David. He's worked for a long time for his. Yeah. Um, oh, it's you know. definitely going to be Aaron. Yeah. Well, it would be, but, but also but like Jim runs itself. He's a small business owner. It's hard to do that as well. So it was difficult. But then I thought, imagine Aaron at home. I would just love it so with much. with a little baby. Yes, and he'd have to move out though because it'd be a bit triggery for his brother. No, <laughs> he used to have a gun. So, well, what happened to the st- the Stokey um, uh, pram cot? Oh. Yeah, ring page up. Get that back. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not in one piece now anymore. It's no, he gave it all to Paige along with your um your the the cushions you designed. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kate. So to put a button on that, Toady and Sonia. Uh, look, I just I just question about going to do IVF at somewhere because you just had a discounted catch of the day deal. The place. It was very strange. Why? And also, why would you go to one of these things without a doctor's referral? You need them before you go to sp- any sort of medical yeah. specialist. Yeah, because they need to check everything's in how everything's in. Anyway. Well, that's what's how you Remember? get like your Medicare signed off because you've got a referral. Once I went to not quite right, but I saw condoms there once. Explain NQR for our international friends. It's a shop full of things that are not quite right. They so could, they're they cheap. could be past their use-by but still good to eat. Or, yeah. or very close to their use-by. Or, or just a failed Coles, product. Yeah, well. a failed product. Coles bought too much of something <laughs> and so they've had to sell. And once I saw condoms there, this oh, is dear. basically yeah. the IVF treatment. But anyway, I did want to say that I do ads for the healthcare industry on Facebook and Google now. Um, I think it would cost them at least $1,000 a month for that Facebook ad. But also it's perfectly targeted because one of the things that you do is you measure. So, you know, when you um, become Facebook official in your relationship, yep, that is just we use that to advertise how long after a relationship milestone. That's what we call it in, in the Facebook advertising. So you can say, um, I would like to advertise this product to people who um, have had a re- relationship milestone change in the last six months. And that's David and Aaron. They're engaged. Yeah, which is exactly who I would be advertising this to. Great. Yeah. And about a year after I had my son, I started getting ads like this. I'm like, too soon, Facebook. (laughs) You put that back in your box. My problem with Friday's episode is that Tony and Sonia decided three separate times to have another baby. And I'm like, snooze, you already decided. I don't need this to be decided Mm -hmm. again three times in this episode. Plus, Daily Motion already told us they have It's just not going to Snay on the spoiler rays. Um, I'll I'll censor it. So the it was a daily, digital spy yeah. was it? Oh, but also, sorry. see that's the thing. Here at Neighbours, we're generally a spoiler free zone, mainly because for a show that's on literally every single day of our lives, I don't ever miss it enough to want things. I don't want to see spoiled see in advance, to be honest. Yeah, it's not um, like a twelve part drama series that's an hour a week and then it's gone for six months. I'm not that desperate for the information. I can just wait three weeks and it's on my TV. Also, the audible gasp you get when something happens that you don't really know is going to happen. Like, oh, when, like we, when, when Carl, we thought he died. That, well, I was like, how did I avoid that spoiler? Well, for, yeah. for four seconds. Yeah, and then, still good. <laughs> but it was a great four seconds. It was all a dream. Like we put a year into Neighbours to yeah. get a few of these, you know. So And to, to be honest, Ned's return because I'm actually disappointed in the Neighbours community for not alerting me to his return. You didn't uh, know? No. I mean, oh. I, I knew a couple of weeks ago because someone tweeted a picture of him, his picture in the makeup room and I lost my tiny mind. Yep. But I didn't know that all this was going to happen and he was going to be permanent and everything. So shame on all of you. I didn't either. For not flagging it with me. But I, one concern I have is the way they've shot these um, opening titles, they're very in and out. Like Steph was there 
and then they just and yeah. then she was gone. gone. I, I feel with that they so. could just edit out. They could somebody else could be doing the homoerotic march beside the pool <laughs> next week. Yeah. Um, Maybe it'll be Carl because he was. You got to at least. You got to at least sign a six month contract on these things. Guys, we didn't discuss what happens when Piper and Cassius get together. What's going to be their ship name? I like Piscius myself. But she doesn't. She's got the wrong I sound in her name. It's Pisces. Yeah, she's a Pisces. <laughs> it still. It looks good. Type. It, it does, typed look, out. does look good. Uh, it's not as good as Piles. I think we're going to find out they're brother and sister or something. Well, if you're thinking that the Brennans are related to the Umbrulia Brennans, then if Ned and Chloe get together, which I will not be able to visually cope. With yeah, that. they're going to get together. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to yeah. be the most – it's going to be like a masterpiece hanging in the National Gallery. Chloe's going to love it because she knows straight away that it pisses off her brother. That's, yeah. that's her one aim in life, to yeah. troll her brother. And I love – I just love it, her dynamic with every single Brennan. Yeah. It's amazing. Imagine how much fun it's going to be when they hook up and make a mess in his living room. So great. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm here for well, it. Now Chloe's got her room back now, Ma Brennan's <laughs> shipped off to and, the Barossa. And she turfed pipes out of there as well. Oh. So, Citizen of the Week, Citizen of the Week. I'm going to go first. Yes. I'm going to go with Shane, not because he served everyone piss or because he made me think about science. Um, I'm going to go with Shane because he needs to buck up and get a real job and stop being so selfish. He has two children, possibly a third that he's buried somewhere. And I'm over it. And that was your wife's moment. You, Yeah, dip, it was. You dipshit. Like... Fair enough, no one wants to see her play, but let her do it. Sometimes in a relationship, there's a Beyonce and there's a Jay-Z. Yeah. And he's got to just live with the fact that he's Jay-Z. Yeah, and being Jay-Z ain't bad. <laughs> Kate. Oh, it's struggle town for me. I'm, I've been thinking through the storyline. Okay, Vaya Pashos. Ned Willis, citizen. Kate. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, friend of the show. <sighs> I don't know. I'm Look... I'm thinking like maybe Shitterson for B. Oh, okay. From earlier in the week. Yeah, no, not I, not Carl for. It's, I don't look. Whipper snippering in the in the in, in his the, birthday oh, suit. Oh, jeez. No, no. I look, I think that. I'm going to have to go for B. Just come on, come on. You you may be young and naive, but how can you be that naive? Because people are. Evil Mills is evil. Can we discuss when like Suze went in and found his cup of hot coffee? And it, he was hiding under the desk behind a chair. Why did a man who was in a wheelchair need a desk chair? <laughs> well, it was probably already in there. But also... But isn't, why wouldn't she be going, hmm, this is suspicious that there's the, there's a desk chair here? Well, also, he was, we? working, he was meant to be working from home. But he's cut, he had his warm, his, oh. his smoking gun of warm coffee there. It looked like he was in the middle of a game of hide and seek. He was doing yeah. a bit of ready or not, here I come. I can love that Suze's first reaction when she sees a coffee is just to see how warm it is. For how, long... <laughs> how inappropriate um, touching other people's coffee. And actually, let's finish on this about how the men of Erinsborough are piss poor at lying, which kind of restores my faith in maybe master manipulators just are really ineffectual. Evil Millsy had 20 minutes, I'm guessing. That's how far Elliot Park is from Erinsborough. When he, he went up for a stroll and left his wheelchair, his fake wheelchair behind, and B, his girlfriend, found it. And she's like, I'll come in the car and pick you up. He said, I've had a fall. He had like a good 20 minutes to come up with a fake story mm. as to why he was wandering the streets of Elliot Park. And he looked like he was planking, by the way, when she got there. <laughs> <laughs> and his story was, I was practicing my walking. <laughs> Surprise, I can walk. The mind just does boggles. Like it, it, he's obviously not playing the long con here because it's 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 gonna blow up in his face pretty bloody soon. He could have said anything. Like, oh, well, this guy came into the house and stole and me. He, yeah, and stole me. He put me over his shoulder, and he's like, he's got blonde hair, and he he smelt kind of like grass clippings. What he could have done in that twenty minutes, he could have jumped in an Uber or run to the nearest pharmacy, bought another wheelchair, and said. Guess what? I saw on Facebook Marketplace that someone was giving his wheelchair away for ten bucks, and I thought, so I "What a steal!" Drop it off and went for a, went for a roll. Done, done. <laughs> that's so, actually that would have been the best solution. That took me sixty seconds to think of. That's a good. You should really become evil Vaya. <laughs> I'm pretty there. <laughs> and the other awful lie that we had this week from a ineffectual bloke is when Ned had his shiner. Oh. 
from breaking up the fight and Tarage said, what happened to your eye? And he said, the overhead locker fell on my face. That's just like the slightly more worldly version of the domestic violence excuse. I, I walked into a walked door. Walked into a door. Not even a piece of carry-on fell out and landed on me. Why didn't he just say what happened but not talk about yes. who it was? You no know, no one's going to take you to the cop shop and press you. He could have just said, I broke up a fight in the street. It was yeah. too. It was an innocent person and I wanted to look after them. Yeah. Because I'm Ned. Because I'm really hot. <laughs> Anything. Anyway. Neighbours Council, Facebook.com. I think it's just slash Neighbours Council. I don't know. Just type just, it in. Just look up Neighbours. Uh, leave come your, join us. Leave your creative messages there. I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know how my book club's going. I've joined a book club and there's a Neighbours writer in it, an old Neighbours writer. It's very exciting. And I'm, I'll see if I can pick some tidbits from her and I'll yeah. post them there. Kate, you're doing well. Baby Harold's doing well here. He's doing well. He's just been grizzling if anyone's heard him. Um, and if there's a picture of him, NeighboursPod.com with us. He's, he's doing our marketing with us this week. Uh, Kate is remued on Twitter. That's right. R-E-M-U-E-D if you'd like to continue science and plant chat. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. You've got an audience whenever you want there. Look, I think there was a lot of UK viewers who didn't had not even heard of petostrums. <laughs> so, like, and it looks like a comical word written out. Yes, imagine if people had not heard of imagine that plant. Imagine that and if they didn't know about them and stuff. Gosh. Or if they just flat out didn't care. <laughs> you know what? Would I say to those people? Probably needs to be edited out by that. Yeah. Oh. CJ, because I am pink on the tweets. Yes, and I did some filming for my YouTube. So before I am back on the pod, there will be a video there. The Hot Mess Mum on YouTube. Yep. And I'm Vaya Pashos on Twitter. It's a whole new era of Neighbours. We're excited. And NeighboursPod.com for all the extra fun stuff. And we'll chat to you all soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Got my